0: morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Tuesday, February 15th. School mask mandates remain in place for now. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. San Diego County Public Health officials reported 787 new COVID-19 cases on Monday and 20 additional deaths. Hospitalizations continue to decrease here. The county is expected to update its COVID positivity test rate later today. Police are now writing tickets for some of the people living in an encampment near the sports arena. The city says it's part of a progressive enforcement approach now that shelters have space again. But homeless advocates like Colleen Cusack believe the city is escalating enforcement to make it harder for people to be found in next week's homeless point in time count. If they scatter all of these people to the wind, then the mayor is going to take credit for reducing homelessness. Rachel Lang is a spokesperson for Mayor Todd Gloria. She says that allegation just isn't true and the enforcement is part of a normal process. She also points to federal funding tied to the homeless count. These federal dollars are really important and how those federal dollars, one of the calculations for how much we get is the magnitude of our problem. So it is in our best interest to have an accurate count. The cleanup of the area started about two weeks ago. The aircraft carrier USS Carl Vinson returned to San Diego on Monday. The carrier had been deployed for eight months to the Western Pacific. Leaked video showed a January 24th accident where one of the Navy's new F-35C fighter jets slammed into the deck of the carrier and fell into the ocean near the South China Sea. Seven were injured, but no one was killed. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news
1: Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com.
0: California students will still be required to wear masks for at least two more weeks. That's according to an announcement from the state's top health official. CAP Radio's Nicole Nixon reports. Health Secretary Dr. Mark Galley says COVID-19 cases, hospitalizations, and deaths are trending downward after the Omicron surge. But it's not quite at the point where it's totally safe to remove masks in classrooms. Galley says he'll reevaluate the numbers on February 28th. He also defended school mask requirements and said they've helped keep kids in the classroom over the past year.
1: We have 12 percent of the students in the country here in California schools, uh, and we have experienced less than one percent of school closures this year.
0: Some parent groups have called for masks to be optional in schools, citing data that shows children are less likely to develop severe disease. Teachers unions say they support keeping mask rules while the state gathers more data. In Sacramento, I'm Nicole Nixon. On Capitol Hill, there's a bipartisan cooperation to remove spent nuclear waste on San Onofre. The bill would prioritize removal of the waste from facilities near large populations or seismic hazards. San Diego Congressman Mike Levin, a Democrat, introduced the proposal with Republican Daryl Issa. Levin told KPBS Midday Edition that there's about 80 reactor sites in the U.S. that have spent nuclear fuel.
1: We should not be building new fission power plants until or unless we have solved the nation's spent nuclear fuel challenge. And that is what I'm committed to doing. And it's of particular interest, obviously, to our district and to our region.
0: Levin says the Department of Energy is asking for proposals from communities that may want to store spent nuclear fuel. San Diego officials broke ground on Monday on a new affordable housing project next to the Grantville Trolley Station. KPBS Metro reporter Andrew Bowen takes a closer look at the project and the surrounding neighborhood. The appeal of these 126 affordable homes right next to the trolley is clear. More transit ridership, fewer cars on the road, and less greenhouse gas emissions. But step off the trolley and into the neighborhood of Grantville, and you'll find busy streets that are hostile to pedestrians and cyclists lists. Mayor Todd Gloria says to meet the city's climate goals, that has to change.
1: Right now, folks only have a car to get around Grantville, um, and I think that we owe it to them to provide the pedestrian, bicycle, and mass transit opportunities that that would further help enhance this community, make it a better place for everyone to live and work. The
0: city produced a study last
1: year that calls for widening the streets around
0: the trolley station to accommodate more cars. Mayor Gloria has not yet said whether he supports that plan. Andrew Bowen, KPBS News. Coming up, the ACLU is suing the government for information about the future of a federal jail in San Diego that's currently being run by a private company. Also, COVID is spreading quickly in immigration detention centers. We have those stories next, just after the break.
2: Long ago, when the public square was the only place to share news events and happenings, people were drawn to it. Living in community with others was the route to understanding each other and the world around us. The public square has changed dramatically, but our need to learn and understand one another has it.
1: This is Port of Entry. The Parker Edison Project.
2: Listener supported KPBS Cinema Junkie. Thank you for listening to KPBS podcast and for being part of our region's virtual public square where you learn not only about the headlines of the day, but about culture, music and the issues that are important to all of us. Help keep the virtual square alive and well. Support podcasts like the one you're listening to right now. Just go to KPBS.org, click the blue Give Now button and make a donation. And thanks again.
0: The ACLU is suing to find out whether a controversial private prison in downtown San Diego will shut down. i Source Investigative Reporter Jill Castellano has more.
1: Last year, President Joe Biden issued an executive order that was supposed to phase out federal private prisons. The order should shut down a San Diego jail called Western Region, which mostly houses nonviolent federal offenders waiting for trial. But the facility is run by a controversial company called The Geo Group, and executives there have been working in secret to try to keep the jail open. This place in downtown San Diego, it impacts us deeply, and yet there is no public information about what's happening. That's ACLU attorney Bardas Vakili. The ACLU filed suit two weeks after I knew, source learned about an unexpected death at the federal jail. Lorenzo Lombach was arrested for smuggling drugs in September and unable to pay a $15,000 bond. Days later, he contracted COVID-19 inside Western Region and died before he could plead not guilty. It's just the definition of a senseless death. The Keely says Lombach's death shows just how dangerous private prisons can be. For KPBS, I'm Source investigative reporter Jill Castellano
0: iNewsSource is an independently funded nonprofit partner of KPBS. <music> Mask mandates are soon disappearing for most people in California, but they'll remain in place at congregate settings like immigrant detention centers where COVID is spreading. Detained people say it's been tough to get a booster shot to protect themselves. KQED's Farida Javala Romero reports.
2: Last month, the number of people detained by Immigration and Customs Enforcement who got COVID-19 skyrocketed, from about 300 to more than 3,000, as Omicron spread across the country. The CDC has recommended booster shots for all adults since last fall, and it prefers Moderna and Pfizer shots, which are more effective But people locked up at ICE facilities in California report there's long delays to get a booster or that they can't get the more effective ones, says Edwin Carmona Cruz with the California Collaborative for Immigrant Justice.
1: There are uh, massive efforts across the state and across the nation to be vaccinated, to be boosted, right? And so when you look at this population that's in immigration detention, they're forgotten,
2: Advocates worry most about the thousands of detainees nationwide with medical conditions and a higher risk of getting really sick from COVID. (laughs) People like Enrique Cristobal Meneses, who has asthma.
1: My lungs hurt. I've been coughing uh, since, uh, since
2: the 21st. He's been coughing since the 21st of January. That was just days after he says officials placed a new detainee with fever and other COVID symptoms in his dorm, violating ISIS pandemic protocols. He says within a week, he and 17 others tested positive. He blames the facility.
1: I was frustrated because it was a lot of detainees, including myself, that I was already uh, displaying some of the symptoms. <laughs> and I feel like their negligence puts our
2: health and our life at risk. Cristobal wasn't boosted because the facility only offers the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, he says, and he had a bad reaction the first time he took it. A spokesman for the GEO Group, the company that operates Golden State Annex, declined to comment on Cristobal's story. He said boosters are available, but wouldn't say which kind. A spokesman with another prison company, Management and Training Corporation, that also runs an ICE detention center in California, says they get boosters from ICE, which has only had J&J.
0: Medical experts have all said that to only offer the Johnson & Johnson vaccine to somebody as a booster shot falls below uh, the standard of care that is expected for anybody in the country.
2: Eunice Cho is an attorney with the ACLU. She filed a lawsuit last month on behalf of medically vulnerable ICE detainees who couldn't get boosters at all, including at the California facility where Cristobal is held. It is really inconceivable at this point that ICE has not gotten its act together to provide COVID-19 boosters to people in detention. This really just goes beyond the pale. ICE says it is committed to CDC guidelines and working to get Pfizer and Moderna booster shots. But a spokeswoman declined to answer questions about how many detainees have gotten boosters, citing the lawsuit. Meanwhile, Carmona Cruz and other advocates met with officials at the California Department of Public Health to ask them to order detention centers in the state to offer the more effective boosters.
1: Requesting um, the state to intervene and to protect the health and safety of immigrants in the state when there's federal inaction.
2: The California Department of Public Health says they're looking into it, but have no comment at this time. On Friday, an immigration judge granted Enrique Cristóbal Menezes the right to stay in the U.S. Still, ICE can hold him for up to 90 more days, but advocates want him released sooner so he can fully recover from the effects of COVID.
0: And that was KQED's Farida Javelar Romero reporting for the California Report. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at KPBS.org. I'm Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening and have a great day.